Hello and welcome to St. Paul's United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. I'm Pastor Mike Agnew and it's great to have you listening to our sermons this way. If you'd like to learn more about our church, we're located at 531 West Main Street in Cherokee and you can find out more by going to our website at www.cherokeemethodist.com. Well, today we are continuing our look through this season of Lent. Each week we are looking at a different story or parable that Jesus told during his three years of ministry. Many of these stories we remember for their simplicity and their complexity at the same time. These are stories that in particular are meant to teach us deep theological truths about God. Now, today's parables are the mustard seed and the yeast. It's told in Matthew 13, verses 31 to 35. These parables are pretty short. In fact, I'm not sure that you'd call them parables. They're they're not really stories per se, but they're more like comparisons. And so we're going to continue the we're going to consider these two short parables together because they both teach the same thing. So both of these start with Jesus saying, "The kingdom of heaven is like," just like last week. And again, I just want to remind you that when he says the kingdom of heaven, he's usually not referring to heaven like where we go when we die, but he's referring to what it means to follow him now in this life, how life should be lived by followers of Jesus. And so Jesus oftentimes compares the kingdom to some pretty strange things. I mean, mustard seed and yeast? I mean, that's really different, isn't it? How many churches would use that in their advertising campaigns? But it makes sense. I mean, it was, he lived in a different time, so we wouldn't necessarily think of those things. But let's think about it for a moment. The mustard seed was the smallest of seeds that were used. It usually produced an annual herb that could grow two to six feet high. In some extreme cases, maybe nine to ten feet, but usually two to six feet high. It didn't make a huge thing. But the scripture, in the scripture, Jesus says it becomes this big tree for birds to rest on. Well, we should be cautioned against taking his stories literally, especially the parables. Mustard seeds didn't actually become trees and certainly not big enough for, for birds to want to perch on. But Jesus was using this unusual and we could say exaggerated image of the smallest seed becoming a tree to illustrate the unusual and unexpected growth of God's kingdom. Mighty growth would come from small beginnings. Now, yeast is an interesting thing for Jesus to use as well because yeast was traditionally used in the Hebrew scriptures as a symbol of evil and uncleanliness. Even Jesus used it as an excuse me, even Jesus used it as a negative example, as he would say, Beware the yeast of the Pharisees, referring to a seed of evil that can quickly spread if left unchecked. But in this story, in Matthew 13, yeast is used as a positive symbol of growth. Though it seems like a minor ingredient, it permeates the whole loaf of bread, causing it to rise. So these are two parables or comparisons of hope. But again, in order to understand these stories, we really must get heaven out of our minds. As I said, when Jesus is talking about the kingdom of heaven, he's referring to life on earth now. Now, Jesus does speak about heaven after we die, but he seems much more concerned with how we live our lives now, and so should we. You see, Jesus' life mission was not just to die on the cross to forgive us of our personal sins, 
He was also starting a movement called the church. The kingdom of heaven or God is breaking into this world, but with a very small beginning. I mean, Jesus started this movement by pouring his life into 12 men, the disciples. By the time we get to the book of Acts, there are more than that. The Acts tells us there were 120 people gathered together, men and women. About the number of people that are here in our church in Cherokee on a given Sunday, give or take. And so an interesting thought would be, what if the church movement that was to be the hope for the world started with our congregation today? Yeah, God's kingdom movement had some pretty small, humble beginnings. A movement of 120 people whose leader had been killed. And yet, empowered with the belief that Jesus had risen from the dead and was the Messiah, they charged ahead, preaching the gospel and asking people to change their lives. Many would give their lives for this cause. And what is the cause? To have God's kingdom come and will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, that's a mighty big project but it's what we've been made for. Empowered by the belief that Jesus was risen, those 120 followers preached that people could be forgiven of their sins and work towards the restoration of the broken places in the world. This kingdom movement known as the church grew exponentially in spite of persecution, or maybe even perhaps because of it. The church has faced some trying times, but it survived and it's now a worldwide movement with millions of members was started out small, grew like a mustard seed sprouting and unexpectedly creating a large tree. What started locally spread through the world like yeast spreading through the whole loaf. And much good has been done as a result. Countless lives have been changed. Many of the hospitals, orphanages, colleges and universities, homeless shelters, care centers and more have begun from the church. From its beginnings, the church was known as a caring place for the less fortunate. And yet our task before us is so large. How do we do it? It is a challenge. But I believe the church is uniquely equipped to meet this challenge and to help mend the broken places. I mean, we know things aren't going to be completely right until Jesus comes, but we we can get started. We don't have to wait for Jesus to come. He's already inside of us. I know that many people in our congregation at St. Paul's are actively involved in that work. And when you join the movement that Jesus died for, you join the most expansive organization for positive change that the world has ever seen. And although the church may be declining in some parts of the world, including our own, there are many places where it's growing like a mustard seed in the ground or yeast and bread. Now, Jesus didn't save us from our sins just for our own benefit. I mean, it certainly is to our benefit, but not just that. He did it also so that we could be a part of his kingdom movement, the church, and be a blessing to others by serving their needs and proclaiming forgiveness of sins and the love of God. Now, you may be wondering where or how you can serve. Perhaps a ministry that exists or an idea for a new one. You know, great things come from small beginnings. You may have an idea for a new ministry within the church that we aren't doing, or if you go to a different church that your church is not doing. If so, share your idea. And if it lines up with the mission of making disciples, you can, and you can get one or two others interested in you, you may get permission to get started and try it out. I mean, you might as well try it, right? Because the worst that you can do is fail. We make such a big deal out of failure, don't we? 
You know, we act as though it's just this horrible, shameful thing and it's like the end of the world, but failure gets a bad rap. It isn't so terrible. It just means you acted in faith. And if we as a church only do things we know will be successful, then we're never truly acting in faith, are we? We're never truly taking a risk that requires faith. And oftentimes when we act in faith, we find that we can do more than we ever thought possible in the first place. Yes, you could fail, but there's no shame in failure. It's better than not even trying anything. And you never know. You could fail or you could succeed and make a difference in other people's lives. You never know. Your idea could grow from its small beginnings into something that makes a big difference in a person's life or many people's lives. Matthew 17.20 says, Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Now, we want to be really careful about taking so much of the Bible literally. This doesn't mean you can literally move a mountain if you just believe enough. It means that great things come from small beginnings. You can do things you once thought impossible if you have faith. How much faith? Well, as small as a mustard seed. You see, you see the connection? From small beginnings come great things. From one person's idea, lives can be changed. And not everything has to be big to be impactful. You know, oftentimes we think that if we're going to make a difference in the world, we have to get involved in some huge, ginormous project and, you know, just do these wonderful, great things for the world. But Mother Teresa once said, not all of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. And that makes all the difference in the world. And sometimes those small things with great love can turn out to be bigger things than we ever imagined. Through all the brothers and sisters in Christ working together, we can mend this broken world and make it look more like the kingdom of heaven. We can proclaim the love of Jesus through our words and our actions, and others can experience the forgiveness of sins and new life that comes in Christ. That sounds like a movement worth joining, don't you? Amen. God bless. Have a great week.